Hey everybody, welcome again to The Tradescast. It's a podcast dedicated to everything in the world of entertainment. For your enjoyment, my name is Jeff Favre. And I'm Tom Moss, and this is The Tradescast for the week of May 14th, 2017. How you doing, Jeff? Doing good. You know, it's uh, it's May, so obviously we are legit into the box office bonanza that is the summer. And, uh, you know, you and I have been talking about this for the last few years. You can go back in the archives, anybody who hasn't listened, and you can you can find some of the old episodes about this. But we've been talking about how sequels have just become, you know, bigger and bigger and bigger. And we always wondered if there'd be a tipping point, just like we've been wondering if there's a tipping point on uh, superhero movies. And, Tom, I think this may be, I don't know if it's a tipping point, but... This is certainly the year where the, the idea of these sequels has finally reached some kind of um, uh, maximum saturation, I'm going to say, because um, the box office is down about 10%, and um, I, Tom, I'm just looking ahead, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm only uh, not excited, and I don't think um, the bulk of America is either. Would you agree, or what do you think we are with this summer? Yeah, no, I definitely uh, agree. Uh, I mean, what? Let's 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 uh, run them down. We got Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, uh, Pirates, Pirates twenty seven. Twenty seven. Uh, Alien forty five. Right. I think is coming out. Transformers. I think they're up to one hundred and twenty three <laughs> yeah. now. Well, those, to be fair, it's six five and six. I believe there, but that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and and I and we're and we're not we're not hitting all of them. I I think what we've got is a uh, a failure of imagination, Jeff. I mean, there are very few movies that are um, uh, uh, original that are that are set to open this summer, uh, and I think it's it's Hollywood relax relaxing into uh, known known knowns and um, and failing to come up with anything anything truly original. Now that's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is that as we've talked about many times here. The box office ain't what it used to be. It's not intended anymore for mass appeal. Uh, and it is targeting, uh, kids and kids with cars. And, um, that's why I'm saying like young people, teenagers and children, uh, and, and very young children's parents, maybe. Um, but the good stuff, the, um, the on golden ponds of the day, uh, are not going to the box office. They're going straight to video. They're going straight to Netflix. You know, name your poison. So I don't know if this is a time to necessarily sound the alarm about the death of creativity as much as it is um, just a, a, a truly axial, pivotal moment in what the box office is good for. It might, it might be. You know, the thing about Transformers and um, Pirates of the Caribbean uh, is that they have a massive overseas audience. Transformers, uh, like Fast and Furious, makes more money overseas than it does domestically. So even if people have gotten tired of them, and we won't know that till we really see it, um, they, they're considered safe so far because overseas markets tend to be less fickle. Um, and so I think that's why they're not as worried. Uh, I mean, there is n- there's no franchise I'd like to see fail more than Pirates of the Caribbean, except Transformers. So if those two could fail, I would enjoy it very much. Um, but And I am wondering, because um, the last Alice in Wonderland did not do well, and I, I feel like Johnny Depp's um, time as the darling, which has 
far exceeded what anyone ever thought it would be back when he was just an indie film actor who occasionally did the um, the commercial film. I mean, it's gone on a long time, so I think he could be gone. But you know, they have there have been other films. Uh, this King Arthur film, uh, which just came out, got terrible reviews, is not doing well. Um, so there are several of these quote new movies which are based on old ideas also which aren't doing well do you, i mean do you think that it's not even just the sequels it's that the non-sequels appear to be stolen from something else that's already old and tired i mean what's the motivation to take a chance on a uh, a new idea when when you do it uh it it fails um i think uh you know we can maybe point to a few examples of new ideas that haven't failed but um but not very often at the at the box office. I mean, what's the last one you can think of that uh, that was just fresh out of the box that did well at the box office? I can tell you exactly what it was. This yeah. year's surprise hit, by far, without any question, is Get Out. Yeah, Get that's Out right. nailed with critics and massive, massive numbers, not overseas domestically, um, could end up being one of those rare films that comes out that early and ends up with Oscar buzz, um, which is very hard to do. Anything that comes out pre-June, pre-July, um, very hard to do. So, again, it proves to me and, and that there are films like that. You know, it can, And there were a few last year that people never expected to do well. And, again, we're not talking about... Um, you know, $400 million, but $100 million, La La Land, and there are other films that just do very, very well. And that one yeah. did actually do $400 million. But I hope... That, that's right. I mean, though, there, there are two obvious examples there. Get Out, um, uh, but, you know, I, I think about La La Land, I, I can't imagine that not opening at the box office, but I can easily imagine Get Out having done as well uh, being a, a straight to Netflix, what am I off base there? No, I don't think so. And and, and again, I I think it had enough cachet, but I think everyone thought, oh, it'll do maybe twenty million and move on. And I think La La Land people thought, oh, it'll do fine. You know, maybe it'll be a small hit, but not the worldwide phenomenon. So, I okay. Think so people- Jeff, here's a here's a question for you. So you're a um, Hollywood, a big time Hollywood producer, hypothetically. Uh, and you see, uh, let's let's follow this through and say that this summer uh, the, the is, is down. The, the franchise movies don't do as well. What do you do? What's your next move? You know, my next move, sadly, is probably still bidding on whatever the largest um, teen phenomenon book is. Yeah. <laughs> that I can franchise into the next franchise. <laughs> That's. I mean, I'm looking for the next Hunger Games or Harry Potter. I'm looking for a, a, something that's already been tested and proved as a as a book, probably. That's what I'd be looking for. How about you? Um, you know, I would like to, to say that I'd be looking for the, the, the new, fresh, upstart screenwriters that are working in their hovel. Um, but that is probably not economic, economically prudent, uh, at least not at a major a major um, uh, a company. Uh, I mean, how's the how's the indie world? Is it alive and well, or is it also being subsumed by these problems? No, I think it's doing okay. It's just not big money. But again, obviously, Get Out profit margin or La La Land's profit margin is much larger than many of these films that you think make a lot more money. 
because you know when a movie uh, when a pirates of the caribbean comes in at 300 million dollars you have to make a billion dollars to make your money back. Well, this is so, what I'm wondering. So, you know, if as that uh, hypothetical producer, do you keep swinging for the fences, or do you start playing a little more small ball and and um, and, and try to find the the hits that aren't going to be huge huge sales, but uh, enough? You know, it's it's a good question, but I think that w- it's very easy to slam Hollywood, but when they're spending this kind of money, I think they're just. They just naturally, they've been getting conservative since the 1980s and they just haven't stopped. And I don't, I don't foresee them stopping until we have two or three years like this. So right. we'll have to, we'll have to watch to see if, um, if the numbers do stay this way throughout the rest of the year, if they pick up in the, uh, in the fall. Um, Tom, you know, you and I are fans of the live musicals. Believe it or not, I'm actually going to a, a college production of Hairspray today. Remember, I was, a big fan, a big proponent of them doing Hairspray on either NBC or Fox. And uh, I was glad. I, I thought the production was really good. Yeah, you were um, the, right. The, the numbers weren't as great as you would hope. But this um, this little trend hasn't stopped yet. And we had been wondering what they were going to do. And so there's a few coming up. There's three coming up, I believe, that have been announced. And I'm curious about your takes on them. Uh, one is Jesus Christ Superstar, which is a musical that I happen to like. I think it's a pretty simplistic musical, but I, I like it for Angela Weber. He was very young um, when they made it. Um, one is A Christmas Story, which has never been a, a hit musical. Um, the movie, um, non-musical, is, is very popular. Um, so those two, I think, are... Um, you know, I, I get those. And the other one is Rent. And Rent is one that I did predict that they would do. Um, it's it's much heavier. And so it's it, they're going in a different direction with those. I'm curious, just a quick hit for you. Which of those do you think are going to be hits or misses? Well, and you missed one. Uh, Bye Bye Birdie. Uh, oh, right, of course. And the... we, we've already announced that. Bye Bye Birdie, <laughs> yes. Um, I th- I think they're going to do. They're all going to do fairly well. I mean, they're all they're all aiming at a much different uh, audience, uh, fairly young. Um, all right, we should say that Jesus Christ Superstar will be. Uh, uh, I think it's NBC, but it's definitely Easter Sunday. Um, Jeff, that slot used to be reserved for the Ten Commandments, as you might remember. Sure, but on ABC, yes, that's yeah. right. Is that, are they still doing that? I haven't even paid attention. They finally stopped doing it. Just, just stopped doing it. They have the six-hour uh, Ten Commandments yes. <laughs> with Charlton Heston. Uh, I, I think they'll do well. Uh, Rent has never been my favorite musical, um, but I, but you know, I'm certainly uh, outnumbered vastly on that. Bye Bye Birdie, I think, is the biggest risk because it is of all of them. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, except Jesus Christ Superstar, but even that is a sort of a different category. It's a period piece. Um, and so I'm not sure how well that will play to today's young audience. Now that said, Hairspray is the same, the same dealio. So that might, uh, that might be an irre- irrelevant. Uh, I think they'll do fairly well. Jeff, the one that I keep waiting for is Annie. And I can't believe that uh, no one has done that yet. Yeah, I'm sure that they have made bids on many of these. Um, I, I'm waiting to see if they end up ever doing one w- that is still on Broadway because I'm wondering if it's just too taboo. You know, you would hurt the box office um, at uh, you know at the theater in Broadway to do that. But I am curious to see if they will. Jesus Christ Superstar, I think, because of course it could only it could really only be at Easter time. I think 
um, to have any kind of audience. I am most curious about a Christmas story because, like I said, while the movie is just a is a pure winner and it runs twenty four hours a day, um, right at Christmas time, um, and people watch it every year. The musical is not a known quantity, so it's going to be interesting. I think Bye Bye Birdie will get a smaller audience, but it will certainly get a dedicated audience. I don't know about Rent anymore. Rent, 20 years ago, I'm a Rent apologist, and I understand why people don't like it. I do like it. Um, it the movie didn't do super well, so I just don't know if it has enough of a, a following with young people anymore. It did, but it's 20 years old now, so I'm just not sure um, if it will. But I am curious to see how these all do, and, and I'm up for watching any of them. You know, I it's think funny. they're getting better and better. It's funny you you uh, now now that you talk through them, I realize that they are all all four of these musicals are period pieces. Uh, so that's 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 interesting, and I wonder if um, I, I wonder if that tells us anything about the current state of uh, of the American musical, or at least the American the taste for American <laughs> musicals. I honestly don't know, but it is interesting. Hey, let's turn to TV for a minute. You know, we are always looking for if there are any interesting cancellations or renewals, and there are a. Uh, a couple of each. Um, I was surprised to see that CBS canceled uh, Two Broke Girls. Um, it's uh, It's been on six seasons. I, I don't like the show, um, but uh, the ratings weren't abysmal. And I'm wondering if it will end up somewhere else um, the way Mindy Project did. It may not. Maybe just people will feel it's done its run. But I always feel like anybody who leaves numbers on the table... Um, you know, someone else wants to pick them up. So uh, to that end, Tom, I, I, besides having you comment on that, uh, I thought we'd comment briefly on American Idol looking like it's going to go to ABC because when they canceled at Fox, people said, well, the ratings are way down, but they're still leaving a, a hefty number on the table. So are you surprised at either one of these decisions? A little bit, yeah. I I mean, on on one hand... I have two hands on on all of these topics today. Uh, on one hand, no, I'm not surprised. It's obviously not um, not bringing in the capital uh, that it it can be or should be for um, for ABC, right? For um, Two Broke Girls. No, CBS. Oh, CBS. Tom, sad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, so where does it go? I mean, we also have uh, an example of uh, the spinoff of Blackish. It's not a cancellation, but it's a spinoff of Blackish. Going to Freeform, right. as opposed to a- ABC, uh, which uh, I think is also interesting. So, I mean, we live in a in a in a media landscape where there's a number of opportunities. So, uh, if it's not if it's not doing well enough for CBS, uh, does CBS have a place to put it? I guess Hulu would be one option, or they could sell it anywhere. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, I think that's a distinct possibility. American Idol, Jeff, I just do not understand. I mean, it is for me, as far as I'm concerned, past its sell by date, but, uh, there could be ways to revamp it in, uh, in ways that make sense for a digital age, but why bother? I just don't understand. I think because if they, if they put it out, that the number could be roughly what it was when it got canceled. And ABC must have crunched the numbers and said, "That's enough. That's enough for us. We can do that." And because uh, I don't, I don't foresee it getting any bigger than it was when it got canceled. So, um, but I, I, going back to the Blackish um, uh, spinoff, I think this is fascinating that we're seeing more and more of this. Where because you know we're we're out of linear TV, we're out of 
the big four or big five or however you want to say it, where now it's just massive conglomerates, um, you know, filling up voids in all their arms without thinking about it too much. Like, oh, it's got to be on ABC or it's got to be here and there. They're just filling up ways um, to that end. You know, Hulu has uh, cut a deal to basically be the major other home um, for This Is Us. This Is Us, which got renewed for two seasons. That's how NBC just can't believe they bought a hit somehow. Um, (laughs) Accidentally bought a hit. Right. Somehow they just did. I can't believe it didn't get canceled after the first episode. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, here they are with a quality show that actually has fans. And isn't it interesting? So basically they, they are securing the second rights as are others with Hulu. Um, and don't you think we're going to see more and more deals like this one coming up in the next few years? I absolutely do. I mean, I, is this consolidation or is this the opposite of consolidation? I, I really don't know. I think you need two hands for that one too. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I think it's a little Seriously. bit of both. Um, speaking, speaking of consolidation though, um, Sinclair is one of those names that I think most people don't really think of when they're thinking of media it's like charter there's some names that people know but they don't recognize how large they are and when we're looking at a a possible Sinclair or not a possible a Sinclair deal to purchase Tribune Media um, do you think people are, are underestimating just what a massive consolidation this is is this does this concern you at all I mean I I teach in class talking about Comcast and uh, and um, Time Warner and how nervous it was making everybody. Does it, should this one make people nervous? If we believe that that the media is a um, uh, a strong and diverse media is necessary for a strong and vibrant democracy, then yes, I think this should concern everybody. Um, there were ownership rules that, um, that, uh, existed 30 years ago that no longer exist that make this kind of consolidation and, um, uh, and, uh, uh, and, 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 um, permeation possible. Uh, I think it's, I think it's concerning now as a, you know, if, 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 uh, for the liberals in the crowd, they should also be a bit concerned that Sinclair has a, uh, most definite conservative bias and that there are some concerns that um, this will this move will be essentially a way to take the Fox brand um, or Fox strategy to the local level. I think I saw where 60% of uh, of the population still get their um, uh, news from local news sources. A uh, lot lot more local news sources are going to have a conservative bias because of this sale. So, you know, if you're so inclined, yeah, that would, uh, that should definitely be concerning. I, I'm concerned either way. I, I don't, it's a lot of, it's a lot of power in one hand. And as I teach all the time in my broadcasting class, there's going to be more and more of this until the number of players <clears throat> is one you can count on one hand. And it's, or one finger. Yeah, and that's, that's what's really worrisome. That would be a little scarier. Um, but mm-hmm. yes, I, I feel like we're getting there and, you combine this with the basically, you know, we were so excited about the net neutrality decision of a few years ago, and now it looks like we could be going in the other direction, despite the fact that the typical person, both liberal and conservative, um, the average person is against this, against the decision to be against net neutrality. Most people are for it, um, and and I think we're we're looking at its end too. So we're we're seeing um, a little bit of scary 
a bit of a money grab here, but a little bit of consolidation. So, um, speaking of which, Tom, I thought we would end with um, Stephen Colbert and Donald Trump. Um, not just Colbert. I I have to admit, for the first time maybe ever, I'm agreeing with Donald Trump. I I didn't necessarily think that Saturday Night Live's um, take on um, Spicer and Trump last night uh, or this weekend was was very good. Um, they do what they always do, which is they have a great idea and they start to beat it into the ground. And I think that they even they know that maybe that's it for the season, and then they can kind of refresh for the fall. Um, and I'm sure it will still have been popular. Most Saturday Night Live things are popular long beyond their expiration. But um, that, and then Trump, of course, is upset with Colbert because Colbert has um, really started to attack Trump in the last couple of months. And uh, and his ratings have improved dramatically for that. So I'm curious about your take for this. Do you think that we're going to see more and more of this Trump attacking? I mean, Comedy Central has a show now, for crying out loud, um, dedicated to Trump. Do you think we'll see more and more of this? And do you think that Trump's ever going to get over it? <laughs> Remember uh, when uh, George Bush uh, took office, there was a, a, a Comedy Central show about George Bush in the in the White House. And I can't remember who the actor I was. I forgot about Timothy, that. Yes. It was Timothy Bottoms, I think. Am I, is that crazy? Could it be Timothy Bottoms? I can't remember, Bush? but I just remember this now. Well, it lasted about two seconds and was canceled. And then that, uh, except then, then all the satire about the uh, the Bush administration went to com, you know went to John Stewart and, and late night. Um, but it was never anything like this. I mean, the trouble, Jeff, is that George Bush could keep it together long enough to um, uh, to not give the audience that much stuff. To, or the, or the, or, or, or the comedians that much stuff to, to go after. Certainly there was no shortage, but, but Jeff, with Trump, it just keeps coming. So I don't think there's any worry that there will be a shortage of material. Uh, so yes, I do think we will see more of it as long as it is effective, like everything else. I think, uh, the Colbert thing, um, you know, what he actually said, I don't, I, I think was a little, uh, over the top, except, that it accomplished what he had been trying to accomplish for the last six months, and that is to get Trump's attention. So in that way, it was completely successful. Uh, I mean, I think the, the claim I, I would that there agree, were children yeah. watching is spurious, but that's beside the point. Yeah, I'm trying to imagine children watching Colbert um, at late at night. That's that's definitely happening. Um, if if that's the worst thing, by the way, that kids on the internet are seeing, then I, I think that'd be a really a real sigh of relief for most parents. Exactly. Um, so, um, and um, do you think that Saturday Night Live will continue to rail against Trump for the next three to seven years? <laughs> oh, sure. And I also predict that it will continue to be not terribly funny. It's really hit or miss. I mean, there there were some things that were absolutely fantastic. Um, and as always, the bit goes on about 45 seconds too long, if not two minutes too long. Uh but you know that's writing a new show uh, within in three days is is not an easy thing to do. So we got to cut him a little bit of slack there. Sure. You know the funniest thing is Trump is so excited about how he gets the biggest ratings ever. He he lied when he said he got the biggest ratings of Colbert ever. Uh, I mean he lies about um, crowd size. It's funny that he doesn't um, doesn't say, "Man, I'm so people love to hate me so much that I help the ratings of all these shows." <laughs> that's what right. he should say. <laughs> but. Um, that's a good way to spin it, but he doesn't like to spin that way. So, um, 
we'll, we'll just have to see how this keeps <laughs> playing out. But um, the summer movies are going to start rolling out faster and faster. Um, summer season for TV is coming. So Tom and I will be looking into both of those things as the weather heats up. And you guys, I hope, have a fun summer. We'll be around. So for Tom, I'm Jeff. Have a great day. <laughs>